I've been a wild rover for many the year And I've spent all my money on whiskey and beer But now I'm returning with gold in great store And I swear I will play the wild rover no more Happy Sunday morning, Salt Lake City, Provo, Orem, and Colville. You're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, a Sunday morning meander, ramble. Uh, Ramble, we should probably use ramble given this week's topic. A ramble through the greater uh, arts and culture happenings of the greater Salt Lake Metroplex. Uh, sometimes a little social issues. Sometimes we tarry here, we dally there. It's just us and our shillelagh going about uh, the listening area. Uh, I'm your host, Christian Anderson. Um, I am roughly 33, well, not 30, about 33 to 40% Irish. So oh, I thought gonna, you were going to say your age, no. and I was like, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> roughly, and then carry, carry the one. Uh, with me this morning is Christy Marcy, uh, co-host, cultural Maven, uh, aficionado, and are, are you Irish now? My grandmother told me that uh, the first Marcy to come to America was a potato farmer in Limerick and then was captured by pirates hmm. uh, and then worked as an indentured servant and then was dropped off in New York. Hmm. I do not know if it's true, but it's a good story, so I'm sticking with it. Do you like a good Limerick? <laughs> None we can say on yeah. the air. <laughs> your your A A B B A five line rhyme. Uh-huh. Uh, producing today is Millennial Alex. Uh, Millennial Alex, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I mean, well, I guess I'm I'm Anderson. You know, Lundberg. Those aren't exactly giant uh, Irish names, but I have a fair degree of Irishness. Are you Are you Irish in any way, shape, or form? I don't know. You're pale. Yeah. The- you know, that's I think that's mostly the Swedish and Dutch in me, but I think there might be a little sliver of Irish somewhere it's in there. The Dutch, that's why you're taller than me. That makes sense. Yeah, I was going to say we both have very Swedish names, but you tower over me by a good like four inches. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm like a full quarter Dutch. So mm. uh, going Dutch. So for those of you who are our regular listener, you will remember that we uh, we tackled this topic last year, and that is the upcoming of one of the uh, one of those. Holidays that is marked by revelry, by a parade, some cultural celebrations, and that is St. Patrick's Day. So with us today is Sean Clark. How are you doing this morning, Sean? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Yeah, but I, I want to point out that, uh, so you're here uh, representing the Hibernian Society. That's right. But the Hibernian Society, you know, it's funny, and, and this is sort of our bad. We, we always have you come on around St. Patrick's Day, but it's something that they do programming year-round. So we'll get into, we'll talk a little bit more about what, uh, what happens for those folk who like to celebrate Irish culture uh, throughout the course of the hour. But first and foremost, uh, this is airing on Sunday, and so a week, well, not a week, six days from now, on Saturday, uh, 15th? 14th. Uh, the 14th. 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 Saturday is the 14th. Saturday the 14th is going to be the St. Patrick's Day parade. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Uh, and so that's downtown, if memory serves correctly, 200 South? Right, yeah, we we're marching from uh, 500 East to State Street, down 200 South. You know, uh I actually got to march in the parade. Did you march in the parade last year? I day? did not. I believe I had a wrestling tournament that day. Oh, did you win? <laughs> Those pigs never saw yeah. it coming. <laughs> 
Uh, so tell us a little bit about the St. Patrick's Day Parade. How long have we been doing it? You know what? Uh, what? Con- what's in the parade? Uh, yeah, give us give All us right. the uh, give us the, well, the rundown. The yeah. rundown. So uh, the the Hibernian Society has been doing a St. Patrick's Day Parade for forty two years. Uh, this is the forty second annual St. Patrick's Day Parade. You know, one for every year of my age. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you know, when I was born, they had to have some excuse to walk away from me and have some whiskey and things. So anyway, there you there you go. Uh, and uh, I'm I'm right, right there with you. I've been to every single one. Actually, I did miss one, but I attended uh, via video conference. I put a TV on our float. Wow, um, that's dedication. Wow. And uh, performed the Irish National Anthem in Gaelic mm. uh, wow. from a pub in San Diego at like nine in the morning there. It was Nothing says Irish like it was San Diego. San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they were actually very welcoming, very accommodating. I think they opened the bar for me because I told them what I had to do. <laughs> It was great, um, but uh, I, you know the parade is—it's it, grown a lot since uh, the first one. The, the first one really was just four Irish guys getting drunk in a bar. They decided to have a parade, so they left the bar, started walking down the street, and uh, I think they got stopped by the police, and they might have been asked for a permit, and they said, "We need—we need—we need a permit." 1978 was a different time. So, <laughs> so the next year they got a permit, uh, which you know, getting the permits for this thing—it's. That's a that's a stamp of approval. Yeah, that is an that's a that's a that's a, an official seal. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a small group of people that work really hard to make sure that we can put this thing on, um, and uh, it's grown every year. Uh, gosh, you know it's it's hard for us to to put a number on how many people attend the parade, um, but it's between ten and twenty thousand probably. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, line in the streets uh, at 10 o'clock in the morning to see various uh, Irish families and um, uh, businesses and church groups. I would say not just Irish families, but people, but Irish lovers, people who just love the Irish culture. For sure. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I know they were, so last year was the first year that I marched in the parade. Uh, and so we were lined up by like, I don't know, nine o'clock and it was great because yeah. all the different uh, groups, they were grilling hot dogs down by the fire station and just handing them out to people. And it was a real community festival. And so, uh, you know, I know there's sort of the, uh, the stereotypes and the, um, the startings of like, you know, four guys just in a bar, but you know, the, the, parade is really i mean isn't you know isn't really about the the whiskey and the drinking it's about the celebration of irish culture and there's what sort of i mean what sort of like uh irish cultural celebrations are like sort of music and and dancing and various things do do y'all celebrate and do do people see in the parade well i i mean each year i guess i I try to learn uh so i guess you're also in the parade every time so you don't get to see the full run yeah that's the problem that's and that's probably i don't think i've ever seen the the parade in its entirety because i've always been been in it it. yeah uh but totally agree with you on the kind of tailgate atmosphere Mm -hmm. prior to the parade uh and going through it but uh you know we we do encourage actually limit the parade committee limits the the music entries to be traditional irish music uh so you're going to hear a lot of different irish songs like the one we heard um Mm -hmm. at the start of the show uh and um, and, and so you're going to have some fife and drum corps, right? <laughs> For sure. So, 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 so what is so what is a fife? What is a fife? Like if if I say if I say oh uh, you know I forgot me fife. Back, um, what uh, what what is a fife? That was a terrible accent. I, Don't do that I'm anymore. Sorry, I'm, I'm Swedish. Oh mostly. my gosh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. Is, is it a flute or a fiddle? It's it's more like a it's a flute. It's like a yeah, it's, it's like a flute you play sideways basically. 
as opposed to a flu you can play straight on, that would be a penny whistle. Never mind. I don't, and you know, Alex, I feel like with your like uh, with your Lord of the Rings like medieval knowledge that you're like, yeah, like, I saw you nodding. Like, yeah, I know what a fife is. <laughs> that yeah. kid's been to a Ren Fair or two in his day. Uh, I have not actually ever been to a Renaissance fair. Christian has. Oh, I have. Uh, I have. I have yeah, too. No. They're, they're fun. Yeah. But yeah, no, Fife is Fife is kind of, you know, like a short flute, but it's not, it doesn't have the, the, the buttons that you'd press like a flute or a piccolo. It's more holes, kind of like a recorder that you'd play on the side. There you see. I was thinking oh, sideways. Thing. That's what I was trying to say. You know, the thing the, are they have we started like live webcasting t- uh, programs here yet or not yet? Uh,. Meaning like the video? station, the station in general. Yeah, are we doing are we doing video cams of anybody yet or not? Really, I don't believe so. Because I really wish that the that our listening public could have seen you do the hand motions of describing what a fife is. And the and your think of Ron Burgundy with his jazz flute, only you're not holding the flute. But that's kind of what Millennial Alex was just sort of doing there. It was he's kind of a big deal. You dabble in the fife. I, I dabble in the fife. And so then there's jazz <laughs> yeah, fife. Yeah, it's Fife. And then there's usually, so drums, you're going to have uh, you're gonna have a walking bass, like a marching band. So you're basically going to have a marching ba- uh, shrunken down version of a marching band thing. And you're going to have bagpipes. Bagpipes. You're definitely going to have the bagpipes. We have, we have several uh, bagpipe groups that, that come to the parade and do an awesome job. How many, this you, is a cool instrument. So, you know, this is a toss out to Sean or, you know, Alex or Christy for that matter, to anybody who can really feel it. But I'm kind of looking at Alex with his uh, his odd medieval musical knowledge. How many different types of bagpipes are there? That, uh, um. I think that they're based, like, on key. I don't know. Like, I think that they're just, it, depending on, like, like what the key al- it's the alto, gonna, the alto bagpipe? No, it's just, like, the key of C or something like that. Then they'll have specific pipes for that. I think. I don't know that. I could just be making something up right now. Sean, Christy, anyone want to feel I'm Googling. I'm Googling. No, you don't, you, don't, you don't need to. I, I can smugly know it. I can smugly oh, name at least, three, at least three, oh, you know. four different pipes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sean, you got there's any? Four, I was going to say two. No, so there's the great pipes, and that's sort of the Highland pipes, right? Uh, there's Northumbrian <laughs> small pipes, and Northumbrian small pipes are operated by an arms bellow, so you don't, or bellows, so you don't have to, like, blow into them. Uh, the Irish pipes are, I think, Ulean pipes, if memory Ulean pipes. Uh, Ulean pipes. And then there's an Arabic bagpipe, too. So uh, if there's more than that, yeah. they, how's how did I do, Christy? Well, there's two main types, the mm. Irish and the Scottish. Yeah. That's what the preview Google gives me is. Mm. I don't know. Let's say uh, you did you did very good, Christian. Thank I'm you. very he's, proud of he's, you. He's digging deep. Yeah. Thank you. Well, yeah. I always wanted to... Uh, uh, You've been waiting years <laughs> to somebody who is receptive to this knowledge. Well, you know, you go, to a, you go to Renaissance festivals when you're a kid, and, you know, you don't really meet other people, so you have to learn about, like, bagpipe lore. And uh, there was this guy who just played the Northumbrian small pipes, and I loved him because it had this little bellow that had the bellows and it was a smaller pipe and I actually I, I thought that it was more melodic not that that's a high bar than the, than the you know, great pipes but yeah I feel like I feel like bagpipes are like cilantro I'm pro cilantro I'm pro bagpipe <laughs> I mean I don't know that there's necessarily a, a correlation between the two like if you like cilantro you like bagpipes but is, it, is there a gene that, that makes you not like bagpipes my father does, my father cannot stand bagpipes really he like yeah to him it's fingernails on a chalkboard uh, so he also can't stand cilantro I don't like cilantro. I do like bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Alex, I, I'm I'm pro both. Mm-hmm. Me too. You like the cilantro? Oh, I love it. Anything green, huh? 
<laughs> there we go. Uh, so I'm trying to think about so what else you got. Uh, is Kaylee dancing? Is that an Irish thing, or is that more of a Scottish? Yeah, the Kaylee dancing. We have, we have that. Um, we have a bunch of different different dance groups, um, and they'll be performing at the Shimsa. And so we just should mention that it's not oh, that's just right, the Shimsa a parade. Mm-hmm. It's an all day festival, so it goes all the way until five o'clock uh, down at the Galvin Center. And we'll have the the dancing. We'll have several different Irish groups that will perform for us. Um, and there might be a few they, things to drink there too. So. Uh. Uh, and the eat, Irish and drink eat, and eat. Yeah. My mom would would insist. Too. She'd be like, "Well, you gotta eat some bread. Just, just yeah. everyone, just eat some bread. You need something to some soak it up. Some soda bread. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. I do likes me a good a good St. Patrick's Day. Uh, so, Chrissy, was this was this or was this not sort of part of your culture at any point in your life? No, not really. I mean, I because I'm obstinate, always refuse to be told what to wear. So I don't. Is the I, I, well? Is it oh the green thing? Is that what yeah, it is? the green I mean, there's thing. a lot of options. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, know. I know, but <laughs> like that's the general rule. And I also am not huge on physical contact, and so the pinching part never uh, like so. Well, it's just, I think this is your year with the, with I'm, the coronavirus. There, there. I think there'll be a lot less pinching. <laughs> I do think, though, like I have not properly just, just shaming, like yeah, like, that's right, just, just like yeah. Um, I do think that maybe I should properly celebrate. Like th- that's all stuff from when I was a kid, but um, but no, I usually just stay in. Hmm. Ooh, I know. This this, this is your year. Well, I just you can worry. change. You it's can like, change. I just in my head. So so tell me if this is right because in my head I feel like it's like Halloween and like it's kind of amateur. Like I'm a I'm a seasoned drinker. I'm a 364 <laughs> day a year drinker. So like taking what? a day off isn't a big deal for me. But I worry that it's like like all the people who are not seasoned drinkers are out making what would be annoying situations for me to find myself in. I don't know. I think I think you're gonna find a lot of. Uh, seasoned like drinkers. grown-ups <laughs> like I might encounter grown-ups well then maybe I'll try it yeah uh, yeah it's 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 an unusual event in that it's, it's a very family friendly event yeah. okay but so, so you're losing me again no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> so well I, I, Alex did you raise your eyebrow at the same thing that I did when Christy's like 364 days and you know, <laughs> What, what's the day off? Yeah. St. Patrick's Day is the oh, day off. Okay, there obviously. we go. All right, all right. Oh my gosh, I made a joke and it went over both. You guys, I'm too good for you. You just try to keep up. I was just making sure you didn't start early today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so cultural holidays. So, I mean, St. Patrick's Day. Um, so, St. Patrick's Day is one that's a bit more organized. Obviously, we have the whole parade, and then plus there's uh, events going on at the Galavan, the celebration of various Irish culture, music, dancing, food, a drink if you want it. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I love about living in this part of the world, in, the, in sort of the greater Salt Lake area, is there's something like Living Traditions, which, you know, the um, Salt Lake Arts Council you know, helps put on, which is a festival specifically to, sort, to celebrate different foods and traditions of, of different cultures. Uh, Salt Lake, thanks to, um, depending on if you want to say the uh, growing tech sector or you want to, you know, thank the history of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, has been a... a a gathering place for a lot of different cultures uh, and there's a lot of sort of different diversity and different celebrations and I, I gotta say I like starting off with food I feel like Christy you'd be on the same page as me on this I like, enjoy start, food start celebrating a culture by, by having a meal uh-huh. and sitting down and, and learning what it is that they have and and you know St. Saint, St. Patrick's Day certainly there's you know Guinness and Jameson but you start thinking of like you know places do their you know corned beef and cabbage right off the bat there's Irish soda bread uh, you know the uh you know, have a potato because you can have them now, and you couldn't back in the mid nineteenth century. <laughs> um, 
So, so do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite dish that? I mean, you've sort of been steeped in Irish lore your whole life, but do you have sort of a favorite dish that's always something that's a hook for you? You know, I I, I like a, a shepherd's pie. Yes, mm. that I think is. A I think the right pie, answer. You, you know, you just get. A, I mean, it's a pie. Right. Yeah, I mean, you just, you just stop there's, there. With there's potatoes there's, on the top. And like, meat. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. But uh, I, I do enjoy the corned beef and cabbage. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you, as a kid, I hated it. And Is it the smell of cooked cabbage? Because I feel like that's another I, one where people... I don't know. I, 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 but I, I really didn't like it as a kid. And I've come to enjoy it more and more and more. Uh, and look forward to it now every year. I'm, I'm definitely going to have my corned beef and cabbage. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I feel bad. I feel awful because my mom makes a wonderful corned beef and cabbage, and I was I was I was terrible as a kid. Like eh, I don't want to eat this. Yeah, cabbage is an interesting cabbage is an interesting vegetable. Let, let me riff a little bit on cabbage, Millennial <laughs> Alex. You with me? All right, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, let's say cabbage gives us you know the cooked cabbage, and I do think like, I think there's something specific about the smell of cooking cabbage that is that is different than the taste that is uh, that is very powerful. But it, it gives us sauerkraut. Who doesn't love a good sauerkraut? Who doesn't love a good coleslaw? I, must I say, hate coleslaw. Well, do you hate mayonnaise-based coleslaw, yes. or do you hate vinegar coleslaw? Because no, those are two. Hate, those two I things hate. should not even have the same name. Yeah. They're yeah. two different foods. Vinegar-based is fine. It's the same with like potato salad or whatever well, for me. Like n- none of that mayonnaise-based nonsense. It's because you hate condiments. I have made it very clear yeah, my no. my stance on mayonnaise through the years. Yes. Do you say mayonnaise or do you say mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. What, what do you say, Alex? Uh, well, now I, you're thinking about it. Yeah, so. I. Uh, I'll have to do it a little bit like. I don't know. We'll Find a way to like later. trick me into saying yeah. it without thinking about it. So because I feel like now that I'm aware of it, I'll say it differently than I naturally say it. See, I say mayonnaise. I don't say mayonnaise. I say may. I put the O. I mean, I, I make sure that there's an O. In, I mean, the, the O is in the word, so you know it's yeah. in there for me. I think I, I'll be honest. I think I, think I, I, I mostly just say mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're you're a, you're a casual kind of. Do, do you want some mayo? Hmm. No. Did you get some mayo? Yeah. Are you are you from County Mayo in <laughs> Ireland, for instance? I mean, see, I like to tie all this stuff back to our original topic. Uh, I also say cauliflower, which apparently some people say cauliflower. I say I say the hard I say a hard e cauliflower. No. I mean, no. No, that would be annoying to me. Don't say that. If we are ever in a situation in which cauliflower is offered, do you do you eat ex- tons of vegetables? I do. I love vegetables. Mm, never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen it. You're listening to AM 1280 and 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture, and we're talking about this upcoming weekend's Irish shenanigans, uh, anchored around the St. Patrick's Day Parade, which starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday the 14th. Uh, It's on 200 South and runs 500 East to State Street. Does that sound right? Yeah. You got it. And then there is an all-day, not shim-sham. Shimsa. Shimsa. Shimsham. Uh, I knew I was going to get it wrong. There's an all-day Shimsa, uh, and that is at Galvin Center, where you can see traditional Irish dancing and music and have some tasty soda bread and other various foods. Um, so one of the things that I was like, do we have a, do we have sheepdog festivals here? Is that a thing? There's, um, is that what happens in Soldier Hollow? In, on Labor Day, that's a sheepdog festival. See, what, that's another yeah. thing I associate sort of with Ireland is sheep herding, shepherds, sheepdogs. They have that there? They, yeah. <laughs> or, or New Zealand, you know, one uh-huh. or the other. Um, have you been to Ireland, Sean? I, I, I have. I've been a couple times. It's a beautiful place. But uh, what was your, how, what year, or how old were you when you first went? Let's see. I was uh, going to be a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. My, my older brother did a study abroad there in Cork. Mm-hmm. And so my uh, my whole family went to Cork uh, to pick him up from college and then to spend a few 
we spent a few weeks there. Mm-hmm. My my father's uh, a lot of his family's still there. He has mm-hmm. first cousins that he's in really good contact with. Oh, nice. So we kind of traveled around Ireland and mm-hmm. stayed with various family members. Um, Was this before or after the uh, EU and the Euro? This would have been before. Okay. This was probably about 90, 94. 94, okay. So, yeah, because I, w- I was in Ireland the year before the Euro, and then I was back maybe five or six years after the Euro. So I got to sort of see both sides. And don't get me wrong, both trips were tremendous. Um, but I am glad that I got to go a little bit before before the EU. I mean, I do feel like it was a little, the culture was a little bit more concentrated. I don't know if concentrated is the right word. Um, but I remember I was looking for the, the Guinness uh, brewery, and, and this, of course, was before you had a smartphone with a GPS and all that, so you, mm-hmm. either had, you had a paper map and you were kind of like wandering around. And I asked what I assumed to be a 175-year-old lady. I mean, she's probably only about 80, but a very, very, very old lady uh, for directions. And with a very sort of thick accent, she's like, why don't I just drive you there? And she put me in her in her little car and like drove me to the Guinness Brewery and like pointed out different buildings along the way and it's about I mean you know my my grandmother's 80 years old and it's terrifying getting into the car with her and maybe ignorance is bliss but I'm like this is terrifying this is an 80 year old woman that I don't know that's sort of driving in streets that I don't know and it's it was very it it was sort of life in my hands but it was a I mean I think it really sort of speaks to like going to you know Dublin or some of those cities where it's it's a very it it was such a fun experience I mean people there are incredibly welcoming that that really fits my experience I I mean I tell people all the time that that uh, the Irish fit the stereotype of being nice like you'd be walking down the street and they'd hear your your voice and they'd say oh you're an american you're an american well why don't you come in and have some tea you know and it was like they were just nice yeah very welcoming i have a i have a friend um ann haggerty who was super into like family research for a long time and finally went to ireland in january and ended up like paying for her ticket and then all of these people that she had met who were like 17 times removed from relation like all put her up for a night so she was there for like two weeks just going from bed to bed of really perfect stranger and it all worked out and she had a great time Uh, Alex, I, we, we know you've been to Canada, Canada. Uh, so two things. Um, given the fact that uh, Canada is part of the British Commonwealth, was there a, was there an Irish presence in your time in the egg? I mean, did, what did you do for it? Did you go to St. Patrick's Day Parade? No, there wasn't much that I really remember about St. Patrick's Day up there. Like, it wasn't as big a deal, except for, well, the closest thing that there was, and it was kind of just because there was a lot of it, but every summer they do the heritage festival hmm. there where there was like 160 some odd countries and cultures sure. represented so probably and like so, our living it's probably more similar to our living traditions sort of festival that yeah we have, that kind of sort of pan cultural thing yeah so i don't remember anything specifically for saint patrick's day though did you eat a lot of food when you were at that cultural festival oh my gosh yes i ate all of the food all of the food all, of all the 117 food. countries yeah now like, now, you are a dedicated global missionary, sir. You're like, I can't leave one of these countries off. That wouldn't be fair. No, I, I mean, there was, I think, Egypt, like the Egypt tent was serving camel, and so I had to eat some of that. And like, you know, and then there was like the, the Polynesian tents that they just loved missionaries anyway, and so they gave us all free food. And I was like, well, I can't say no to that. And, you know, had to try all sorts of places and, you know, stopped by the Swedish tent because that's my heritage. Mm-hmm. And so, They gave you some lingonberries and... yeah. And so. you had a fika. Uh, have you been to Europe? I have not. No. I can see you. I can see you. I can see you with your J.R.R. Tolkien preclutivities enjoying <laughs> rural Ireland and England, Scotland, Wales. Yeah, it's on the bucket list. Mm. 
So how long is your bucket list? Uh, it's it's shortened recently because I've gotten a little bit more realistic in my. Oh, plan. I thought you were going to say you checked things off your. You just you. Uh, you, you just no, managing expectations. So, like I'm I'm re I'm rewriting it because there were certain things on there like own a sports team and it's like. Mm. I love that you actually have a. It's not like like a lot of times people be like it's on the bucket list and it's just like this yeah. thing. It's, you've got like a laminated list of five from friends. Like you're like it's pinned to paper. I used to carry it in my wallet and I don't anymore because I'm in the process of reworking it. But yeah, I have an actual physical bucket list wow nice. that is that's impressive uh well you know if you want to be an owner of a sports team why don't you just buy a share of the green bay packers because oh. that would require moving to green bay no no no, no. no I, i've got a share i mean i'm a professional sports franchise semi-owner i mean celtics right the celtics are are celtics semi-publicly owned uh that's a good question i'm not sure so about that's the celtics. on brand we should talk more about that for this show oh, they and less about the Boston packers. celtics well the packers are green and gold they were, they were green yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, we can do tie-ins. You know, you know, Notre Dame, which I was always was very confused that it wasn't pronounced Notre Dame. Actually, that's a fine question. I mean, I know that they're they're Catholic countries, both uh, oh Ireland. No, I, I want to know the answer to this. So you're on the Googles. Why why is Notre Dame the Fighting Irish a French name? I want to understand this. I believe. Ooh, there we go. I believe it's because Newt Rockney was Irish. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's just a terrible, so th- terrible cultural stereotype. Like he, because he is the, Newt Rockney was like their legendary coach. He really kind of built Notre Dame into a national brand because they were a very small school at the time and he made them such a national powerhouse for football that the team took on kind of his persona and because he was Irish, they all became the fighting Irish. Hmm. I feel like I definitely should know this, but I don't. That sounds good. Though. It sounded very. Yeah, I think. That As opposed to the fighting French before, which are, or the the voyageurs, the Notre Dame voyageurs just didn't quite strike the terror into the heart. A little alouette kind of <laughs> singing doesn't quite have the same thing. Yeah, I suppose you know we wouldn't watch Rudy with as much of a joie de vivre. As it were, if he was the, if he was, if it was the Notre Dame alouettes. Yeah, I'm I'm like ankle deep in the Notre Dame. Um, Wikipedia now, and I've gotten to the part with the Gipper, and like, like, there's a lot. So I there's too much for me to read through and be a productive member of this show. So I'm just going to say that Alex is right. So Sean, the Hibernian Society. What do you? So let's actually, I've got two questions that I that I want to ask, and so we'll get we can do these in either order. Uh, actually, let's start with let's go back to the parade. So as we were talking about for our new listeners, the St. Patrick's Day parade is coming up this Saturday, the 14th. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m. Get there early. I say I got there by nine and there was already a heck of a crowd there and there's a lot of people that are grilling hot dogs or or serving up some shepherd's pie as it were so I say get down there early to get a a prime nothing hits the spot like a hot dog at 8:30 a.m. just <laughs> nothing you you clearly have never tailgated this no. this is this is where your lack of sports oh my gosh have we met your, no your, of course I've never if, tailgated if you want to be the queen bee for the Salt Lake bees you, don't you gotta step it up for baseball but I am oh I am I am this oh, yes, close listen I have to tell you something really important I am and I just need you to push me over the edge I am this close to booking tickets uh, to go to Arizona to go to spring training by myself next week do I mean they're literally give it they're literally giving tickets away I saw I, I saw one-way ticket to Denver and to Arizona for what, $26? Yeah, it's something like $51 round to get trip. there. Yeah, yeah it's round insane. trip. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think I might do that. You should. I like, think I should. Like, leave tonight. I, I, have, I have a kid for a week, so... He's 15. I know, but... I'll do it next week. It's fine. Next oh, week's fine. Charlie, you know, I mean, Charlie would probably enjoy the... Uh, 
I was going to say solitude, but he'd probably fill the solitude. No, with and something. I thought you were going to say Charlie would probably enjoy the baseball, but he wouldn't, and he's not invited. So there's also that. Yeah, oh, man, you're a uh, you're a stickler of mom. Oh, so we were talking about the the parade. Um, when I emailed you earlier this week about the show, you said you were working on the you're working on the float. Yeah. So. Uh, Keeping in mind that, I mean, I guess this is going to be, I mean, can you sneak preview what your float is? What goes into making float? How much time? Like, tell me about, yeah. tell me about being a float manufacturer. Because I remember last year that you said that you and your, and your team is, are very excited about the float, and that's a thing you do every year. Every year. Every year, yeah. Um, you know, when we started out, uh, when I was young, we, we worked for our parish. Our parish was St. Ambrose, and uh, my parents and, and their friends got together build the float in at, at the church basically so are you building it like around a truck is it a pulled trailer like what's the bone what are the bones so so we have a 20 foot by 8 foot trailer okay so it's a trailer and I have a friend who owns a repossession business and he has a basically a hanger at his uh, at his his yard uh, his his place of business uh, and that's where we're able to put it together mm. um, and we started doing one kind of as a family float uh, it was in 2009 and you know, so so we had we hadn't done floats for a while, um, but do you remember that show uh, Rock of Love with Brett Michaels? Yes, uh, yes, I remember. We talked about this last year because I loved that show so much. Like it's embarrassing. So to me. I so I loved that show, uh-huh. and I'm sitting there watching it with my wife, and I'm like, gosh, you know what would be an awesome St. Patrick's Day float? The Shamrock of Love. So we erected a wall, put a shamrock with a dagger going through the middle, some flames coming out the sides. I dressed up like Brett Michaels and my wife who was 10 months pregnant well walked behind while I was doing poison covers and <laughs> found out from the Hibernians that, that we, they only wanted traditional Irish music so no. we did When Irish Eyes Were Smiling that was my grandpa's favorite and what constitutes tradi- I mean traditional I mean you know <laughs> not poison I, I mean is, is, Sinead, is Sinead O'Connor traditional Irish at this point um, I mean it's been 30 years for some of her songs it, Right. I, I mean, th- th- there's. I guess you we would call some things maybe some gray area. Uh, the the parade committee does review what uh, people want to play, though. Oh, interesting. And and so what are you? So is that what you're doing this year? Or that's what you did last year. Well, this year we're doing the the no nay never. Oh. Okay. We're, we're, well, okay. I'll tell you a little bit more about. So the the each year there's a theme of the parade. Okay. This year's theme is new beginnings, which will be great for you, Christy, because it's going to be a new beginning. Okay. You're going to come to the parade. If I'm not in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. That's true. If you're not watching. Baseball. I could. Well, that's I could a new beginning that. too. It that's sounds true. like. So. Yeah. Well, not really. She's an Indians fan, so it's. A, <laughs> it's yeah. It's. It's that constant was unnecessary. Discipline. Yep, on point. Yeah. Well, it's not just baseball, as it turns out, that ends that way for me. So here Ooh. we are. Uh, so, so we came out with the theme, and as I discuss it with my my family. Um, y- you know, my so my friend who I. I say my uncle. He's 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 really close. He's uh, uh, grew up with my mom and her siblings, and uh, he was actually the father of my best friend who passed away in fifth grade. And we've had a very um, special relationship. Uh, his daughter at one point was like, well, "Why can't we ever do something Wizard of Oz?" Uh, so we had new beginnings, and I was like, "Okay, new beginnings occur somewhere over the rainbow." So we're going to uh-huh. do a Wizard of Oz theme uh, float. Um, and we're going to do kind of the first few measures of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and we're going to dovetail it right into uh, No Nay Never. Ooh. 
sort of like who, the Wild River. Who was the uh, who was the Hawaiian who was the Hawaiian singer that oh, did the ukulele? Can't, I can't say it. No one no one can say it. But we all know who you mean. I know who you mean. Yeah, too. the yeah. somewhere over the rainbow with the ukulele. Uh-huh. That was a Bob song. Why? Yeah. yeah. So it's it's sort of like the Irish version of that kind of. Ba- basically, I mean, okay. that's, that's where we're coming. I mean, okay. Okay. you know, and it's kind of like you, you think of the character Dorothy and kind of what she's going through and. Uh, I mean, you hear a lot of, about the political allegory of the the Wizard of Oz, and it's like, okay, how do, how do the Irish fit into that? I, I love that sense. You hear a lot about the political allegory of the Wizard of Oz. Actually, I don't really, but I no, I, you no, don't. I I, don't. I I would think Christian, you'd be you'd be the I one who would think. who would be able to kind of walk us through the entire thing and tell us. Christy, do you know what the all political the characters allegory of the represent? Wizard of Oz? Well, I mean, the whole pay no attention to the man behind the curtain stuff is pretty clear, right? I don't know. I mean. I like those Wizard a lot, but I've never really thought about it as a as a whole thing. As I start thinking about it, I just end up like thinking about Elton John. So you know, that's where my uh, mind no, goes. But. I don't think that's right. I mean, I can think of a few politicians I would like to drop some houses on. So like maybe that's it. I don't know. Right, so, well, Sean, no, explain us, explain unto us the political allegories of of, of the Wizard of Oz. You, yeah, because now I want to know. Yeah, well, I'd probably get it all wrong, Christian. But no. you know, something about the, you know the wicked witches or. Uh, like big oil and oh uh, yeah, I can see that. Tr- yeah, yes, yes. The Barrett's. government, the, the way to you know to get to where you need to go, you got to go back to the gold currency. Oh, I can kind of see that, and, and that's sort of that. Like, it, ask not what your country can do for you, but you the, you, the power to get home has been inside of you all the time, empowering the individual worker. Like, okay, I'm I'm on this. I feel like we're getting to. I feel like we're getting a little a little Bernie Sanders here. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I like where you're going with it because I mean, you have to use your imagination yeah. to make it fit the theme of new beginnings, okay. and, yeah. and that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, to I'm, I'm making it fit. Hmm. I mean, Dorothy's in a situation where she's not happy. She wants to, uh, you know, get to somewhere else where life is going to be better and there's not going to be any tr- troubles. She wants to get out of rural Kansas, and it's hard. And who can blame yeah. her? <laughs> I mean, who among us hasn't been in that a similar situation? You know, I had an incredible hour and a half in Kansas. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was driving through Kansas and uh, I hit Hayes, uh, Fort Hayes, Kansas. Uh, they they have a Division One basketball team, um, and they had I, they had a lovely old town with a, one of those sort of traditional main streets. There were probably still horse hitching posts on it, for all I know. And there was a lovely brewery with tremendous food. Uh, and so after driving through Kansas, where I had been, like I saw this restaurant coming for like three hours. I'm like, ooh, there it is yeah. on the horizon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that hour and a half that I spent, and I had, I, I remember I had an artichoke dip. It was very good. Extra pita. That's my memory of Kansas. It's a really great story. Well, like it's, I always say it's a, it's a, a meandering, a wandering, a ramble with a shillelagh through our <laughs> thought process every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how long do you work on, how long do you work on this float, John? That's a good question, and I guess it varies each year depending on what we do. Um, what, I think one of the most challenging things to do is really kind of decide what we're going to do. Uh, that's true. The, the, uh, it's the first step. Yeah. And how far in advance do you have to do that? You know, the theme really isn't determined until around the new year. Okay. Uh, so, and, and that depends, I mean, it's, too. It's the, it's the Irish, they're late. <laughs> well, and, and sometimes it's later than others. Sometimes yeah. it, it, it might be identified. I think this year it was identified pretty early. It was mm. probably like October we came up with it. Mm. Um, so we had some time to, to, to brainstorm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, the other thing is it's kind of determining scale and saying, okay, well, what are we going to do? Because, you know, there's there's... <laughs> budget involved in terms of okay how how much do we want to spend on you know putting something together that we're going 
have to tear down at the end of it. That's true. And you also have to figure, I mean, so let's say you have, you know, $1,000. I mean, 300 of that's at least your beer fund. So, I mean, you've got a 30% overhead right off the bat just for the building and construction of this thing. Uh, I you've, mean, you've obviously never built a float as much, I have not. much, much higher. <laughs> uh, I did get very interested in floats and animatronics when I was a wee lad thinking about the, the Tournament of Roses, the, you know, the, the Rose Bowl mm-hmm. parade uh-huh. where everything, well, back in the day, it all had to be like flowers. And then they're like, nah, it has to be living things. And now I feel like, yeah, I don't know, that's not quite as fun anymore. Well, they put Al Roker and who else did they put on that? I forget who it was when I was a kid, but I just like looking at all the things constructed of flowers. <laughs> what? Floats, did you, did listen, you not dream as a no. child? Floats, floats are fun. No. And I, and I, I mean, whatever, going, bo- going to Disneyland... Going to Disneyland was the other thing that I was just like, wow, this, I mean, it's you could a be an Imagineer. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like all choreographed. So one day I really would like to like choreograph something. Um, my family kind of laughs at me because I, I do do something yeah. called, I call it St. Practice Day. Because, <laughs> I mean, you don't want to show up for St. Patrick's no. Day unprepared. No. You can't do a dry run. No, no. absolutely. No, no. So, so I, I get everyone together, you, uh-huh. you know, make sure they understand, you know, the song that we're singing and then we practice it over and over again. Yeah. Um, my family loves me for it. I was going to say, that sounds super fun. Especially, especially when you're 10 months pregnant. Right. You know, and I'll be like, get back in here. We're not done. <laughs> you know, uh, Sean, you only have to deal with us like once a year. Millennial Alex, at some point, I have to find uh, quite possibly one of the best historical pictures of Christy at Disneyland. Or was it Disney World? At Disneyland. Disneyland. So I the was, ha- the, the background ha- is that um, when my children were the small, happiest place on earth. Uh, we, we were Disneyland pass holders. Um, and so we were that family, which I'm sure you all could tell by my sunny disposition that I love Disneyland like I do. But um, so when Christian and I first met, I had just gotten divorced and I don't know, we became Facebook friends or something. Right. And then we met for a drink once and you said to me. I don't. I don't. You were I don't like, even remember. I was looking but at I was like, your yeah. pictures, and and this, yeah, you just looked so miserable. Like it was like <laughs> the, the saddest. There's a picture, and the of rest my of your family was so like everybody's happy. beaming, and I was like clearly in the middle of a very serious existential crisis at Disneyland. You know, it's the type of face that you see when parents make their kid get taken pictures with Santa, <laughs> and like everyone's smiling except the kids, like. <laughs> Only it was like the adult. It was a fascinating inversion of, of things. I am you know. very contrary. So yeah. that does make some sense. And I will say, I'm on your side. Disneyland has those parades on lockdown. Like, nobody oh. parades like Disneyland well, parades. Man, it's amazing. It's, people, people make their living making floats. And this yeah. is like back to like whatever boats your float. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, if you want to be a float maker, kids who are listening today or parents or Christian Anderson no I've had enough careers I I am I I do not need another weird it's never too late for a new beginning as you will oh, learn oh look at there you go wow you're on I fire like today I, know. I, like I feel like uh, even, even Millennial Alex is laughing <laughs> have you wanted to be a float ma- like you know I actually feel like given the tradition of like road shows and all of this I actually feel and ballroom dancing and all of the things that I associate with sort of some of the the showmanship of the LDS culture I can actually see float making as something that I mean, the days of Forty Seven Braid is huge. Ooh, I could, they're legit. They're I could legit. see that as a as a thing that like that does a ward build a float for the days of Forty Seven Braid. Uh, well, days of Forty Seven, I've actually never really participated in it. But is it because up, you're from Murray and not from Salt Lake? Yeah, because in Murray, the Fourth of July parade that goes through Murray is the <laughs> biggest event of the year. Like, <laughs> it's a big deal. Alex, you're so wholesome. It's. <laughs> did you did you participate in any any? Uh, I never. Well, so I, I was in the parade when I was in, like, seventh grade marching band or something like that. I, Did you play the fife? 
I did not. I played the euphonium. Uh, Ooh, tell yeah. us about a euphonium. Uh, it's basically just a little tiny tuba. Okay, so it's a little tiny. Oh, oh, it's the but that's the one you carry. It's not the one that wraps around you. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. it's not a sousaphone. It's sousaphone. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. And what is a double belled euphonium? Or are they all double belled? You know, that's a great question that I don't know the answer to. All right. Uh, esoteric music trivia. Yeah. Uh, that I actually don't know the answer to that one, too. Oh, you were so you marched in a marching band. Yeah, I did that when I was little seventh grade me, and uh, that's that's the only time that I can remember actually like participating in the in the parade. So, But I go every year still. I, I go to the Murray Parade because the Murray Parade is where it's at. I have been to the nice. Murray Fourth of July Festival one time, and it, it for reasons I cannot explain, they had they had a band at Murray Park, which was lovely, except for that it was a Beatles themed band, and I was like, nothing celebrates their independence from England like bringing the Beatles cover band in. I don't think anyone else, everybody else, was having a great time, and I was just left scratching my head a little bit. <laughs> what you wanted America? Yeah, bringing the Springsteen cover band. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM in the zone. This is SLC Culture. We're encouraging you to all go downtown Salt Lake this upcoming Saturday, the 14th, and uh, either walk in or observe or do both. You know, start by walking in something and then observe. You know, if there's one thing I learned about this parade, you could probably just cut in or jump into some of the groups and they'd be fine with it. Uh, so be a participant, be a watcher of the St. Patrick's Day Parade. It starts at 10 a.m. and it runs on 200 South from 500 East to State Street. Uh, and then there will be an Irish festival, a Shimsa. A Shimsa. Yeah, I, I, yeah Shimsa. Uh, happening at Galvin for the rest of the day, where you can check out some traditional Irish dancing, music, and food. Uh, but, you know, let's say you are a person that really loves a lot of entertainment, and perhaps you want to maybe go catch a show or something, too, along with celebrating the uh, well, St. Patrick's Day. we're not Day even talking about St. Patrick's Day, really, in terms of things coming up, because we still have a week. Sort of. So, I mean, we have six so, and a half days. So yeah. my, my music previews for the week only go through the 13th. Oh. Because know. then it's the, the next Is it Friday? The, it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Boom, there's boom, like boom. a full moon and a time change and Friday the 13th next week. Are you going to get out of bed? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. All right. So so well, what do we did got? Did you just say that there's a time change on the 13th? Yeah. We spring forward oh, this weekend, oh, it's, which is going to be glorious. Yeah. This weekend is in the weekend we're recording now. Yes. So, we so had, everybody oh, listening to us has shit, sprung forward already. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. So they're up early Okay. because of their internal clocks, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, there you go. There you go. So this morning when they're listening to this, it's an hour later, later. than it was that is when they went to bed. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. And this may be our last year of doing that because the Utah legislature seems to think that we should just stay on daytime savings all the time, which I don't necessarily, I don't have strong feelings about, which is weird for me. It's a weird place for me to you be You know, in. in today's day and age, it's good to sometimes have apathy <laughs> on I guess certain so. topics. Anyway, so what do so, we got for music? Um, okay, so tonight, Sunday the 8th, the infamous String Dusters are playing the Commonwealth Room. They're kind of like jam bandy new grass. It'll be fine. Um, Wednesday the 11th Joseph is playing in the Commonwealth Room and then Colin Hay is playing the Rose Wagner um, from Men at Work is oh, what he's okay. most known for not to be confused with Men with Hats no that's different okay. um, one's Australian 
Yeah, I think they maybe both are. Oh. I've seen men without hats once, and uh, and they were great because they opened and closed dance, with the safety dance. Oh, yeah, well, give yeah. them what they want. You gave the people what they want. It was like one of those reunion tours where it was like, okay, these guys have it on lockdown. I saw Colin Hay last year. Uh, he played the Commonwealth Room. It was surprisingly good. Like, he's he's still really great. So, I, so I, sort of I like, recommend that show. Is that, your, is that your weekly Coachman's recommendation? You'll be pleasantly surprised? You'll be pleasantly surprised, yeah. This week's recommendation brought to you by Coachman's. That's, that's not actually the best show of the week, though. Oh. Don't just be patient with me. Um, Friday the 13th, Leftover Salmon, if you're into jam bands. And Jan, dudes, that, yeah, yeah. dudes that smell like patchouli, then that's going to be the show for you. But Saturday night at the Commonwealth Room is an all-girl, and I think, though I may not be correct, all-lesbian ACDC cover band called Hell's, Hell's Bells, Bells yeah. that I really they're they're great fun. The first time I ever saw them they were playing Urban and I had I had like this super funny thing where like I had been at the opera and I went to Rye for dinner and at that time Rye was open for dinner and they had closed cap like closed circuit TVs of what was going on in Urban and so I was like wearing my opera clothes and I was like I would rather be in that room. And so I go see them every time they're in town. And they're great. And they've got a national, I mean, they've got quite the national following. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they actually, the show is their anniversary show and their anniversary tour. And they moved the the room just earlier this week from the stateroom to the Commonwealth room. So there's apparently a high demand. Um, And then not for nothing on St. Patrick's Day proper, um, Jamestown Revival, which is not particularly Irish, but if people are looking for things to do on St. Patrick's Day, will be at the Commonwealth Room as well. There so you much go. Commonwealth. Fun. Yeah. An, an entire and you did not even react to the text I sent you earlier this week about how the Beach Boys were playing Deer Valley with the Utah Symphony this year. Sorry? It's okay. It just hurts my feelings. Well, we can... We can it, we'll is, save it for is, another show. Is that, your, is that your don't go? It's my don't of think, the year. Every year, well, the Beach Boys are in town. That's that's the don't. Well, this well next week is our music preview week, right? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so, news to me. I'll well, start there. prepping now. Well, there you go. <laughs> uh, and any don't goes to? Um, don't goes to? Don't go to? No. I mean, stay home if you want to. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade, but other than that. It's just, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. The, full the moon. time change, the full moon. Coronavirus. Like there's just so much. Like, do what you want to do, guys. Life is short. Did, I don't. Did you see that, you know, Tito's Vodka had to post on Instagram that, you know, people were buying Tito's Vodka to use it as hand sanitizer, and Tito's themselves are like, thank you for buying the vodka, but it's only 40% and it needs to be 60% for it to be hand sanitizer, so I you cannot use know. our vodka? No, I think that was just like a bunch of dudes that were like going home with a case of vodka and the wife was like really and he was like it's for hand sanitizer not for you know if I'm going to be quarantined with you for two weeks I'm going to need all this vodka Alex saw it on the social medias (laughs) it's true I did well I mean I saw the story but I think it was much ado about nothing I'm saying that it was just like Shakespearean people need vodka if they're going to be locked in their house for two weeks not not for sanitizing a lot more than hand sanitizer Uh, yeah yeah I mean I'm also stocking up on vodka so to sanitize your hands no no, is, is it t- because is it if I'm going to be stuck with my children for two weeks, I'm going to need all of it's the sanit- vodka I can have. Yeah. Hmm. Sanitize me. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that will take more than a case. <laughs> uh, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture. Uh, we are talking about St. Patrick's Day, some cultural festivals. Actually, I mean, a lot of this has been like a meandering as it is uh, any given week. So, Sean, the Hibernian Society, uh, th- this was the question that we got talking about floats and Imagineers and my non-dream, but my 
information of telling young people that you can have a career as a float designer. Uh, but what does the Hibernian Society do the rest of the year? Like th- the other three, the 364 yeah. days that Christy is drinking, uh, <laughs> what do they, what do they do? Well, uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade, I mean, it's definitely the biggest event that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where we generate um, all of our, all the revenue that mm-hmm. the organization sees throughout the year. Um, but, uh, y- you know, we do a couple of other uh, events. Uh, there, there actually was an, an Irish poetry night. Uh, mm-hmm. It was last, last weekend. And so it was pretty, they do it pretty close to St. Patrick's Day. Um, but, the, you know, that, that's great if, if you want to hear some Irish poetry. Um, we do an event uh, aligned with the Ulster Project. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's a, a project where they bring uh, teenagers from Northern Ireland who are uh, Catholic and Protestant. They have them stay together. I actually served as a counselor in the Ulster Project oh, when I was uh, 21 years old, and that's how I met my, my wife. Uh, so I, I'm thankful to the so the you're bringing you, you're, you're bringing the two sides together. Like yeah, as you go. just bring them together. Uh, but but the Hibernian Society does a picnic with that group, um, which is really nice to meet those uh, kids from from Ireland and to participate in what really is a great a great project. Um, we've done a golf tournament. We've done uh, do a, a but mini- isn't that Scottish? I mean, really does, does, doesn't it doesn't it sort of hurt your Irish soul to do a golf tournament? Because eh, the Scots the Scots pretty pretty staunchly defend their 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 golfdom. <laughs> I, I don't think it bothers us. You know, we, you're, incl- we, you're we inclusive. Look for, we look for uh, occasions to get together and have have fun. And, and I'll talk about how much you hate the English. I get it. <laughs> yeah. If that nothing nothing brings people together like being annoyed <laughs> at the British. And, and I mean that's Christie's no, hobby at this 100%. point. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I agree. You you cannot find a person that is more annoyed at individual <laughs> British people, more more so than the collective the collective country, right? Well, I yeah, mean, yeah. When you jump on the Beatles, then yeah, uh, yeah. That, right. I mean, you, you know the feelings. I, the are Beatles strong. are fine. Like I prefer the Stones as a general rule. The Beatles are not the problem here, though, unfortunately. So it's the programming British music on an on a yeah. That seems like the, that seems like. No, someone just didn't think it through. That's all. I'm just asking people to think it through. Uh, yeah, you know, beyond brand. Like, what's your brand? Yeah, beyond brand. Decisions have consequences, right? Mm-hmm. And so now, I'm the consequence of this particular decision was that I'm talking about it two and a half years later. So I'm really just stuck in my craw. So don't ruin, don't ruin the Murray Fourth of July <laughs> for poor millennial Alex. He goes. He marched in the parade with a euphonium. I know. That was on his bucket list. Yeah. I mean, because he's had to, he's, he's got that's one. one of the things he's hit, because, <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot, he's erasing left, right, and center. Uh, Give the man the things that are on his bucket list, marching in a parade. Proud of you, Alex. I have no idea, honestly, why you're single. You are literally one of the most interesting <laughs> human beings, Alex. Uh, not you, Christy. I know why you're single. I know. Oh, why you. Alex is. Thank I mean, you. he's literally one of the most diverse, interesting human beings. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's like, it's like the... Uh, a good onion, like a sweet onion, He's like so many layers. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. like write up a testimonial or something for him that he could <laughs> laminate and hand to dates along with the bucket list. Right revised, bio. Yeah. yeah, with the revised well, bucket list. Let's start with Tinder. How many different dating apps did we say yeah. you're on? Eight, seven, seven. Yeah, um, Hinge. That's yeah. one of them. There yeah. you go. Yeah. See. Uh, you know, our regular listeners will know, but Sean, you might not know this. Maybe you remember from last year that we are part of a two-hour culture block. After us is the movie zone with Austin and Adrian. Uh, so you get us for culture, and then you get movies with those two knuckleheads. And so we always ask our guest what's their favorite movie, and we try to tie it into the theme of uh, of the show. So uh, what is 
your what is our favorite movie, everybody, with something having to perhaps do with the Emerald Isle or the Irish? Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, do you, I mean, I don't know. Do we have a favorite? I got it. I got oh, it. Oh. I got it. The Quiet Man. Oh, I thought you took ah. the one I was going to take. This oh. morning, our hair was a babe. Yeah. John oh. Wayne was fine, but oof. Well, but but John Wayne wasn't his real name. What was it like? What was John Wayne's real name? Marion. Yes. Marion. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, and I guess you're not quite the same rugged lead when your name is Marion. No. No, Madam, that's a great Madam movie. Librarian. Great Ooh. movie. Yeah. I was yeah, you, you well, beat me to it. There was a there's a pretty obvious Oscar nominated film you could go for if you wanted to in this category. I who had seven days to watch it. <laughs> I, mean, I did like the I, you know, I like the Irishman, but you know I'm not it's more of an, more of an no, Italian. It's not really an Irishman. Sean, do you have yeah. one? No, well, uh, I like Waking Men Divine. Oh, that's Men hilarious! Men? Oh, the fruity the, fru- the fruity soaps. Uh-huh. Oh, the fruity soaps and that motorcycle scene. It is. That is a good one. That's a good one. Uh-huh. I, you know, I actually I don't mind Rudy. I think Rudy is a I think Rudy's a solid movie. I mean, Sean. I know you're Feel a Sean good. Aston fan. Uh, Absolutely. Um, anything Sean does. Pretty much, yeah. Goonies or Goonies is great. Goonies. Who would argue Amazing. with Goonies? Goonies is great. Um, like oh, but I do want to tell Millennial Alex that when I was on my bargain hunting website the other day. You can get a Blu-ray copy of Hercules for $10 on Amazon right now. Well, I know what I I'm assume, doing when I get home. I mean, I was like, I should send this to Alex, but then I was like, no, he probably already owns it since he's such a big fan. I have fan. DVD. I don't have the Blu-ray. Oh, it's the Blu-ray. So, yeah. Well, well, what about, would it would it benefit in 4K? Like, would Hercules be even better? I don't Could see it how be it... better? I mean... <laughs> I, there's only one way to find out. There you go. <laughs> Oh, so many date nights. Uh, so many date nights. Oh, Waking Dead Divine was was hilarious. Mm-hmm. My uh, Left Foot is also a great Irish movie. Oh, that's... Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in years. Oh, so years. good. Yeah, there's lots of good ones. Hmm. I, I like things that have a certain level of pathos to them, you know, sort of a... Oh, and what about the commitments? Oh, there's so many now that I'm, like, on a roll. Well, are you going to take all of Austin's? No. Uh, so, Austin, uh, we see us standing there. Two questions. What percentage Irish of you two have you ever marched in or seen an Irish Day parade? Irish Day. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Same thing. St. Patrick's Day parade. My, that's what my four-year-old calls it. Irish Day? Irish, Irish Day. Day. Yeah, makes sense. And, uh, and also, what is your favorite movie uh, having something to do with an Irish theme? Well, thank you. Good question this week. Uh, and happy St. Patrick's Day coming up, everybody. Hope everyone has a good, safe, and responsible one. Go ahead and party, but and uh, you know, be wild, but be responsible nonetheless. Uh, yeah, luck of the Irish immediately comes to mind. Made in Utah, Disney Channel original movie. Our good friend Thurl Bailey plays a big role in the movie. It a uh, big scene made right there at Lagoon. And all over the valley, but my friend, my friends, my siblings and I used to watch that growing up, and we got so excited when we first recognized, that's Lagoon! Oh my gosh, that's there, that's this place, that's this person. So, Luck of the Irish stands out. Not a terrific movie. Timothy Yeomanson is in it, uh, and uh, people would know him from Psych, and now from This Is Us, which has an incredible personal story. He just went through, just had a stroke within the last couple of years and is now working his way back into acting and it's an incredible journey. So yeah, Luck of the Irish jumps out uh, for sure, but there's so, so, so many. So enjoy it. My sister would say leap year for the uh, rom-com uh, crowd. So there you go. This week we had nine new movies open, really only two or three mainstream ones, but the big one, of course, Onward, the new Pixar-Disney combo about two siblings starring, uh, trying to bring their father back to life with magic. 
starring Chris Pratt, Tom Holland, among others, Julie Lou Dreyfus. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we talk a lot about that on the movie zone today. And the poll question is: name your favorite family or sibling journey in a movie. Favorite movie with a sibling or family journey. So uh, he's Adrian Lizer. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you at the top of the hour on the movie zone. Back to you guys. Uh, you know, I need to, I needed to have a quicker joke on that one. Um... Anyways, you're listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This is SLC Culture. All right, Sean, bring us home. Uh, so our last segment of the show, I always ask every guest sort of the same question. Um, and that is, I think that um, we do a really, really good job of marketing sort of Salt Lake and the Salt Lake area as a place uh, to out-of-towners that you come and then you leave as fast as possible to go to a national park or go skiing. And I, you know, I love this community. I, I mean, I, I love, I love so many things about it. So I always say like, let's say you've got one of your, one of your extended cousins from Ireland who's coming over to, to visit us and you're going to like set out a day of taking advantage of what, you know, sort of the Salt Lake area has to offer with the caveat that you can't send them into the mountains. So it's, it's about sort of more of a, the urban cultural experience of Salt Lake. So walk me through what, what that day or some of the highlights of that you might tell them saying like Salt Lake's such a cool city you got to hit pew, pew, pew. well number one i'd tell them to come the weekend of the saint patrick's day parade because that is the best the, the day cultural, that salt the, lake the cultural has pinnacle to offer. it really is it's amazing uh gosh do, we, do i Weird. need to give you a little structure yeah help, help me out here okay so 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 let's say your your irish family's a little jet lagged you need to wake up you need to send them to one of our, our great cafes or coffee shops or or brunchy sort of places like where are we rolling where are we rolling to start the day off here man where am I going to start the day off? Uh, gosh, man, I, I really like uh, Hub and Spoke Diner. Okay, Hub and Spoke. You know, a um, Sean, uh, uh, Sean Evans. Scott Evans. Scott what am I Evans. Sean Evans. Sorry, sorry, You've Scott. Got Irish on the brain. I know. Yeah. Now, yeah. And, and, and that's saying a lot because I, I don't go out a lot for mm-hmm. breakfast. I usually I, I cook it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they do a great job. Well, it makes for a very short segment if you're like, well, you know, the, uh, the cultural offerings are going to my house and doing these sort of things. <laughs> uh, okay, so, you know, one or two, uh, one or two attractions, uh, you know, a, a museum or a thing or a something that you uh, would send them to. You got to leave your house. Got to leave the house. Got to leave the house. Uh, don't be a shut in. No, uh, well, I I like uh, the the Museum of Natural History. I it, think that's a, that's a great tre- natural history. It is tremendous. I mean, both the architecture and one of the things that I love that I was you know that about that museum is uh, I always start at the top and work my way down, and you work it's set up through time. So as you go through the museum, you know you're starting you know farther back in the you know Neolithic, Paleolithic, and then you sort of get sort of modern day. I like I like the flow. It is a beautiful awful. museum. And it's a good place for special events. Mm-hmm. And our friend Sarah George, who was the executive director and one alumni of this show, has retired. So I'll be curious to see who's uh, who's helming the ship, driving the float of the Natural <laughs> History Museum, as it were. There's a lot of bones on that float. Yeah. You got it. Uh, okay, so um, so special event is so let's say they're let's say they're in town for something a graduation and anniversary so you're going to take him to dinner not at your house in a place that's a little bit more like celebratory you know a little bit more kind of like special occasion kind of place where are you going to take him to dinner special occasion Sean you need to get out more I, I, apparently I do I, I, um Gosh, we go to uh, Porcupine on 13th quite a bit. It's, it's oh, yeah. close to the house. No, that's great. I, I would take people there. I think it's really fun. They did a great job uh, 
um, renovating the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they redid the, the the doors. That yeah, was, yeah. What it was, was it? Market po- Street. Oh, that's right. It was, it was Market, Market Street, Street before. Before, before, before that, I think it was uh-huh. it was a firehouse, and, mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. were those were firehouse doors. That that's they, true. That yeah, they did. and it's great. You know, I mean, it's funny that little block by the university uh, now also has a you know was it Austria Antica too, where yeah, the old Aristo was. So you've actually got a couple of really decent like restaurants on that street. Mm-hmm. Plus, if yeah. you wanted like if you want something like. If you want to, you know, something a step down, as it were, you could go down to the pie. See what I did there? Yeah. Down to the pie. That's right. a good one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the university district. It doesn't quite have the same uh, density of 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 offerings that, that a lot of sort of it, sort of campuses do. But what we got is pretty cool. So, yeah. and the, I guess the other place I like is uh, Current. It's yeah, it's current fish and oyster, fish, uh, fish, mm-hmm. uh, seafood. See, there Great. you go. You Fantastic. got this. Look at all yeah. the places you go. Oh, oh the places you go. <laughs> uh, and uh, on. And, and on that note, can you believe that you have spent both another hour and a year since our last St. Patrick's wow. slash Irish Day chit-chat? Uh, thank you so much for coming in and telling us about the Hibernian Society and about the St. Patrick's Day Parade coming up this Saturday, uh, 10 o'clock, downtown Salt Lake City on 200 South. Uh, you've been listening to AM 1280, 97.5 FM The Zone. This has been SLC Culture. Stay tuned for the Movie Zone coming up next with Austin and Adrian, unless Christy has a closing word. I just which- want to say don't pinch me. Nobody pinch me. Don't nope. pinch I'm me. good with that. Okay. okay. No, pinching. Yeah. no pinching. No pinching. No pinching. Wear some green, though. No. And don't. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned, for, uh, stay tuned for Austin Adrian. Coming up next uh, on AM 1280 and 97.5 FM Zone. Uh, thanks, Alex.